Oh, look at that. I, well, look at that. What do you what do you got there? Oh, uh, just a new RAM kit that I was trying to figure out. Get so I, I told you I got the new PC right, and I, yeah. I had everything set up. Yeah, yeah. The problem is. I had 32 gigs of RAM in the configuration and I was trying to go to 64 and every time they sent me a kit, they would send me a different serial kit or like they're, oh. they're not compatible. Yeah, that's so no good. they finally sent me, well, I'm going to say an empty kit because it's in the PC. Um, but I finally got everything <laughs> in there last night and my system is finally up and running and, and I just dropped the box. So, yeah. Well, that's that's great. Well, congratulations. We I'm, I'm glad that's that's uh, that's that's working better for you <laughs> now. Like of all, of all things to go south, that was the one thing that, you know, yeah, sorry. Uh so yeah, no, it's been a busy week, right? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just kind of hanging out, doing whatever, just just chilling, getting ready for the summer. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, no, NBD, right? <laughs> what, what's going on in the world of tech? Uh, Samsung didn't make any announcements. Apple didn't make any announcements. So basically, there's nothing to talk about. Well, no. folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next week. And, on the uh, best of our week, uh, AI, AI, AI. Using AI. some tech. And then... It would work better if, like, when I did that, it actually blacked out. Oh wait, there we go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta actually like reach all the way to cover the cover the Juan, camera. Juan has to do extra reach on that one. Yeah. So holy cow, we can't <laughs> go like over two hours. My voice can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I've been shooting so much over the last couple days, and and it, like the whole week leading up to this week, that like any my survivors voice is totally shot. I, I just like it's it, it's functional. It, I, no, it no, is no. so I, much work just to get me to I audible. I will I will I will I will do as much as I can to help leverage the um the echo or the vo- vocal you know work that we need to do today but with that being said I do want to say on a very very badly presented introduction as we typically do it because this is our fashion <laughs> welcome to the best of our week on this beautiful Friday uh come on help me out on this one Friday what 14, 11, 10, 12, 13, 14. I, I don't even know what Friday it is. I'm like, dang it. Okay, the 12. Okay, yeah, welcome, oh, welcome. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were you were kind of reaching for that. I, I'm yeah, literally yeah. just tweeting our show out now. So Absolutely. I, I, I was. <laughs> we are totally, we I'm totally got behind. this. It It's on, it's, it's, it's definitely. It's great. It is. We're it professionals. Shinnels <laughs> <laughs> with the, yeah. I, I, uh, with that being said, I mean, realistically, it's been a busy week. It's been a crazy busy week. If the word of the week is AI, as Google would put it, our word of the week was embargo, embargo, embargo. Embargo. Embargo, embargo. We could just have a conversation, say embargo back and forth, you know, like I am Groot. Embargo, embargo? Embargo. 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 Embargo, embargo. <laughs> All right. Embargo. Um, we had a couple of good good show, well, good video come out. There's a lot more stuff obviously coming out. But the biggest thing, obviously, we talked about earlier this week we started was um, we had a chance to spend some time with a very nice little uh, budget device uh, called the Poco F5. Um, yeah. Both of us had an opportunity to play with surprisingly not the same color this time. I think you and I had slightly different tones, and I, yeah. I didn't realize it. So let me see if I can get, get the Sony. Yep, Sony likes mine. Okay, here we are. So Juan got the... Oh, yours kind of like has... like a frost. It does. There's a little bit more blue at the bottom. Yeah, I see that. See, okay, so got, Juan got, got the got cool that, like... color. It's got that TK. like reflective etching on it. It's like yeah, a yeah. comic book special edition from the 1990s. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. That reflective metallic <laughs> look on, on on the comic book. Oh man, you're taking me back on this one. 
um, I was watching, um, I saw a TikTok. So, uh, somebody was saying, he's, don't mess with, with Gen X. Um, we're older than Google. <laughs> like, oh my God. Isn't that sad? You know, like as it my kids sad. grow up, I'm going to be like, what was life like before the internet? <laughs> oh God. We are I the last generation old. to remember that though. That's the weird part. Uh, we grew up without the internet to a certain point, obviously. Yeah. And then AOL was introduced. And even then the internet wasn't what the internet is today. And Yeah, pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crap, two old, two old dudes hanging out. Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, um, the Poco F5 for me was a, a very... I, I mean, I, so there was two devices announced. Poco uh, yeah. Global announced two, the F5 and the F5 Pro. Both of those are um, global edition devices that they're going to be available in respective markets. The biggest thing I think for both of us, though, is we got a chance to play with a SoC that is just coming off hot off the presses. Yeah. 7 Plus Gen 2 Snapdragon is going to be good times. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, absolutely. But not only not only with that, but it, I, for me, I felt like it, it's a it's that processor that I, that really made the F5 for me a little bit more appealing than the F5 Pro. And I'm not, I'm not going against the F5 Pro. I feel like the F5 Pro is a powerhouse with the 8 Plus Gen 1 and the different specifications in there, the higher refresh rate, the higher, uh, not the higher refresh rate, the higher resolution display. Um, and of course, uh, having the just the, the design slight difference in there in the stack yeah. of the back. Um, but we're gadget reviewers, and while the uh, the F5 Pro, the F5 Pro is leaning on Poco's traditional philosophy of using the last year's premium. Yeah, SoC. they were running the H70 for quite some time too. Yeah, and 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 the the I mean, I want to say I think one of the most successful Poco F series was like using a, an 870. Right. Mm -hmm. So like that's always been kind of the traditional strategy. It's a flagship killer. And the reason why you can offer super, super high performance, but at really, really, really low costs is because yep. they're using these components kind of out of um, out of season, if you will. So the, the still F5 quite Pro, capable, but yeah, for sure. I, I think still fits that, especially compared to like the F3 and the F4. It's mm -hmm. very much in that model. The F5 is interesting for being the first to offer this look at the bleeding edge of the upper premium mid-range. <laughs> like literally just announced not it's even a month and a half first, ago processor. Right. It is literally the first. Um, and the last thing I will say on the FI Pro, uh, the FI Pro did technically do somewhat of a generational leap forward. Uh, yeah. Poco kind of rid, uh, well, they were writing the 8 series or the 865, the 865 plus, and then the 870 mm -hmm. for a while, knowing yeah. that the 888 and the 8 Gen 1 weren't really doing it because of the A, the performance, I'm probably assuming the price point as well, they weren't breaking even. Well, and also this the, the, that period was where Poco, I, I think a lot of Poco phones took a step down for other features to then step up for 5G. I remember That's true. my Poco. We had, we had um, a few. We had a few 5G. The X series videos got savaged because Poco fans did not like their X series moving to a more mid pack mm -hmm. SOC. Exactly. Where again, like a, a previous X series would have had an older 8 series SOC. So uh, the, the F5 is using the 7 Plus Gen 2. Mm -hmm. I have finally. Because <laughs> I've been holding off. We had the OnePlus Pad. We had the Poco. Yep. I had the Xiaomi 13 Ultra. You did. Um, we had the Xperia. We had so many product embargoes. I did not want to have to write benchmark uh, slideshows for every single phone <laughs> launching within days for every single embargo. So I waited until all of you them just release a deck. You'll be like, and enjoy so now, the show. <laughs> on the Patreon, I have all of the, the performance charts where... You can see how the phones compete for video rendering, podcast mixing, batch photo processing, compression. I'm talking to one of the buddies on the Discord, and we might start looking at crypto mining 
as oh, a wow. benchmark yeah, just yeah, to yeah. really see, like, what, what kind of hash rate can you get on a phone? <laughs> That's stupid, but you could do it. I, so, you know, um, the, uh, the 7 Plus Gen 2, I mean, to not completely spoil, all of those charts are now available on patreon.com slash some gadget guy. And the um, link for that will be in the show notes, uh, in the description as well. But yes, please. But the, uh, the 7 Plus Gen 2 is largely living up to that rumored expectation of this being somewhere in between an 888 Plus and an 8 Gen 1, mm-hmm. but with the TSMC Fab giving us better thermal performance and better power management. So yes, where we are in the mid-range, I, I've been making this joke for a while, like I don't feel average consumers really take advantage of performance above a, a Snapdragon 845. Like years ago, no, you know, I mean, what would have been a yeah. top of the line SOC? And now in, in our mid range in a phone that is early bird selling for under $400, it's roughly like accounting for exchange. It's roughly a $380 phone. And that's US on the higher dollars. end. I think it starts at 329 if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. No, I mean, in the, the, I'm sorry. In the configuration that we tested, because I got oh, the, the 256 gig. Yeah, 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 same, same. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Other bits and pieces. Sure. Uh, um things. We are matching and sometimes besting the performance of phones that would have cost $1,000 at the beginning of last year. And that is ridiculous tech evolution going into the mid-range. And also, where I've got a performance profile, I kind of appreciate that the F5 keeps the headphone jack over the F5 Pro. I was surprised to see that that's a pro feature to be... like. When you I was got rid of, of a good feature. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. <laughs> so we had stereo speakers, which is nice. We have, um, uh, you know, we have the, the high refresh rate on both devices. And for the most part, if I'm not mistaken, I think also that the camera stack is exactly the same. They didn't really change them. Yeah, seems, Capabilities are different. Yeah, yeah but the, the hardware is the same. But the headphone jack was the decision, say, premium phones don't need headphones. I'm like... You already spent more on the phone. Don't you want to spend more? No, on no, no, no. I, I, I would say, I would say, Sony would have a, a little bit of an argument there. But <laughs> let's talk about that in a little well, bit we're, later. We're going to save Sony. We are, we are going to, we are purposely saving Sony for last so that we can spend the most amount of time on Sony. Because you know, we could talk so the ride on it. We could, yeah. But yeah, this, no. this is the now the radical yeah. competitive difference that we're seeing internationally, mm-hmm. where uh, we're going to talk about Google I/O and the Pixel Seven A. Of but course. Google is trying to move up the food chain. You know, the Pixel 7a is a Quite great a bit, upgrade actually, over the on, 6a. On all, on all of their fronts, Google, like, pretty much, like they just said, the last couple of years, we've been basically ramping up to go back to the four years ago of mm-hmm. our version of something. Um, so now yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an opportunity. It's just like the opportunity where from the Galaxy S20 to the S21, Samsung cut a bunch and dropped prices. But then they've been slowly ratcheting up their prices again. And so now in the mid-range, we're seeing a similar strategy play out where a number of bigger manufacturers, like Google is a strong player, Samsung is a strong player. Mm -hmm. But if you play play around with hardware versus software versus the expectation on years of software updates, you can cut a significant amount of money off of better hardware. Yeah, And we're having that hardware-software fight play out again, where yep. a, a Pixel 6a or a Pixel 7a might be a better fit for someone who's really concerned about all of the yearly iterations and updates and patches and bug and, and fixes. And the 6a is at 350 now, too. So they didn't really discontinue the 6a. They kept it. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, but this this is where I'm, I'm kind of 
nudging. Um, it's very specific. We have to get very granular where a Tensor 2 can hang with a 7 plus Gen 2 and where the 7 plus Gen 2 will win fights and where a Tensor will lose fights. And I, I feel yeah. like so many of our, our tech commentators aren't really prepared for that conversation when we're talking about phones sub $400. Exactly. Like, what? that idea of performance has never really been a consideration there, but your ability to cut 4K video on a sub $400 phone is laptop grade now. This $400 phone outperforms my Surface Laptop Go 2. I mean, by a lot. Oh, by right, a I've, lot, a lot. Yeah. So... I can, I can, I can, I will say the, the usability of our processing power has been well under, underutilized for the last few years. Many yeah. people don't realize, like you said, it, the 845 would be more than enough for some people do these days. And I agree. No, uh, we really, there's very small use cases where a higher performance pro processor has been giving us the benefit for, for the general use of just scrolling the internet, doing normal things, and uh, making sure that the phone is responsive, your cameras are taking good images. And, and keep in mind, we're not talking about the fact that you can't utilize the higher performance there, but there are use cases now, gaming, uh, rendering, uh, you know, processing podcasts, processing audio, things that are typically done on a PC. And when you're starting to do those on the go on your phone, this is where you start pushing the limitations of some of the things you can do. The 7 Plus, for me at least, the 7 Plus Gen 2, um, although they did technically skip numbers because they went from the 7 1, the, sorry, so from the 7 Gen 1 to the 7 Plus Gen 2. So they're telling you mm -hmm. that they've gone quite a bit further. Um, yeah. is for me at least is um, not only obviously the best of Qualcomm's SOC offering at this point, but like you said, the the TSMC manufacturing, the four nanometer architecture, the low power consumption. This is why it, in my video, and, and I want to kind of tease all of it. I actually felt like the F5 was the better buy this year than the F5 I so. Pro, not I because agree. I didn't have the F5 Pro, yeah. but because of a spec for spec. Same size battery. There was like 100 milliampere of difference between the two. Like they gave an extra yeah. hundred for that extra for the display, and but. And, and I, I feel like in this market, like, we're drilling down into features like 4K60 versus 4K30 video. And I don't know that that's really the make-or-break feature for someone to spend more and lose a headphone jack. I think well, in that tier, but that was I feel the like the F5, yeah. you know, makes some targeted compromises. You do. They're, they're still trying I, to draw the line in the sand, even though we know it has the... the the performance to really yeah, I was deliver gonna say, those the 765 was shooting 4K60. I mean, I remember the yeah. whole, you know, the 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 seven, the what is it called, the 4K60 gate. Remember that? Oh yeah. You couldn't shoot more than 20. Like we know it can. It's you know, and so we know the seven the seven right. plus Gen two can shoot the 4K60, <laughs> and maybe sure. we will see that later. But Poco had to draw the line in the sand. Yeah, where I'm, I'm gonna, while, while we're talking, I'm gonna. Oh, I don't even know if this is charged. I was running this phone hard. The, nope, it's out. The so it, it's going to take like five minutes to charge it. Let me just because, plug it in here because real it's quick. Poco. It's sixty-seven watts, baby. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it, there, there's quite a bit of things that you can do, and obviously, if you install the third-party app, I think you should be able to unlock. I, I want to see. Port. Yeah, if, if if it really has all of the 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 API access, uh, we <laughs> might be able to get four K sixty going through like motion cam or something like oh, that. Oh, that anyway, would be epic. Anyway, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, we we can save that. I'll. I'll plug around on this and we'll we'll report back later on in the podcast well, but um i think it's a good the, segue the, to to jump in into a little bit of uh google io io my friend yeah yeah no, no, no. because this 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 is uh we're now using how funny is it we used yeah. to go to like ces for 
all the announcements, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's where you knew the tech press was going to show up in person. Then big companies started doing their own side press conferences, like right before the big trade shows, so that yeah, they Sam- kind of Samsung steal, used to be pretty big about steal that. the thunder. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. now it seems like when there's a big WWDC or Google I/O or Samsung Unpacked, mm-hmm. all of the other manufacturers are timing their embargoes to lift just before. <laughs> like the Poco embargo was just before just, Google dude, I/O. Dude, it was not only just before. So between Poco and Sony, we were like, ah. Uh, like you have this much space to go in I to make your I didn't IO. do I didn't do any Google I/O coverage. I, I, I didn't have time. I was I jumped as, right from as I/O to Sony. was going. I was shooting my video. I was finishing parts of my video. We had, um, and we we're going to talk about Sony. But the reality, we didn't have that much time with the Sony to be able to put out our initial video. I mean, we and we're going to be putting out more content. But to to be very I had fair, to shoot it all ahead. Yeah. We had the F5 and the and the Sony running neck and neck and for some folks they even had the uh, huawei huawei was going on on top yeah. of uh, on top of poco in the morning like oh come on like all the company this is really uh, this i want to play that huawei so bad oh I absolutely so the glad piece of- it didn't yeah, yeah. show up I- oh, dude, i've never tough. i've never been in I a situation like this where it's like i desperately well, want to play with all of these well, but i know i can't so no. i hope i don't get them is weird it, it's a that's I, so I'll, I'll I'll say that the P60 Pro will still have its own audience and will still have its own presence oh, and sure. I think that's that coverage will come. But yeah, no, there there was a whole bunch of things going on and of course Apple decides to drop their whole <laughs> Final Cut <laughs> Pro on M1 on Monday. Like, come on! Like, if there is, I think there, we are going to get to. Do sorry. you use Final Cut at all? Absolutely not. Absolutely no, I mean, not, my friend. You, no, you're, you're I never you're dabbled. Pretty much a, a full DaVinci Resolve. DaVinci, at this point. not only Resolve all the way, like on everything, uh, desktop, nice. laptop. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the power of the M1. I appreciate what the Apple Silicon can do, and I also love the optimizations done. But the 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 biggest thing for me is on a trip while I'm working and everything. I've I've gone full Mac M1 Pro or M1 Ultra on uh, M1 Max. Sorry, um, for editing on the go with my laptop. I don't need Final Cut. I realize Final Cut is more efficient and everything, but I like to keep mm-hmm. my my process consistent. And sure. DaVinci does the job very nice. I mean, Premiere would do yeah. the same, but DaVinci for me, it runs really good. I still haven't even ran it on my on my desktop PC yet with the new system. I got everything yeah. set up. I just need to install uh, the profiles and all of that. So DaVinci for me, yeah. So Final Cut to me, that was a good news, but it just, yeah, it doesn't really I, help me. I, I was, I, I, I was kind of torn on behalf of of uh, Apple owners because Apple seems to be doing this thing where if a company starts building a little momentum on a service then Apple comes in and says oh but we can also do it too mm-hmm. and so like yeah you want Final Cut to be on your premier iPad and it's kind of silly that Final Cut didn't beat DaVinci Resolve but it's like DaVinci Resolve had to prove that market for Apple first and now Apple's going to roll in and try and steal their thunder. But I'm putting it out there again. Like, this is an opportunity to switch. I think a subscription model for a mobile version of Final Cut is a bad deal. That oh, absolutely. constantly going to be paying for it forever. Mm-hmm. DaVinci Resolve's business model, I think, is more fair, especially if you're a smaller creator. You're looking at years of production. Like, you think you're going to be in this for a while. You still have to and buy it again, I think, for uh, for the iPad, if I remember you correctly. Do. It wasn't you totally the same. Do. Yeah, this was one thing for that sure. didn't allow the, the license to transfer. But, so, yeah. but it's also like LumaFusion. I bought LumaFusion once on the iPhone. I have never spent another nickel on owning the core program. I mean, there are plugins and stuff that you can buy. Uh, yeah, but I, I, 
bought it twice, but yeah, let's keep. It's let's been not, amazing. Let's not make so, it no, I've 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 purchased a three Luma Fusion the, license. The Android, ra- yeah, on the Android side, I bought it twice. Okay. So, um, and, and I'm including my iOS version in there for for buying three. So buying three versions of Luma Fusion, I'm still well under a year subscription of so Final Cut. I, so I I understand the benefit of what they're what they're doing. Obviously, bringing the the technology to the Apple M1. I mean, and, and I'll say this. For any DaVinci owner, I don't feel like this announcement made any change. DaVinci owners that are using them on the, on the M1 or they're using it on any or a system, uh, jumping to Final Cut wouldn't necessarily be the main, you know, it's not going to be like, oh my God, Final Cut is available. They're going to jump over. Apple's sure. really just feeding into their own core base that didn't go with yeah. DaVinci. That's the ones that they're well, cultivating. Well, and they'll use, they'll use their position in the market to mm-hmm. give themselves an unfair advantage in marketing and mm-hmm. highlighting their own services because there's no regulatory body that's ever going to stop apple from uh, advertising themselves at their competitors expenses on their own products but i I feel like this is a a smart time to look at making the transition if you were really seriously considering trying to work out in the field doing video editing work on an ipad which i think is legit and i think Mm -hmm. LumaFusion proved that as a concept yeah, yeah. You can do phenomenal work out in the field on mobile video editing apps, but this would be a good time to look at switching to DaVinci Resolve. Mm-hmm. Because if you're really serious about this, Resolve will follow you to any platform you want to go. Final Cut means you're locked into the Apple ecosystem and you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. So if you want to, at some point, 20 years from now, you get all bitter and cranky like me and you throw your hands up in the air and say, hey, I just want a, a stupid Linux computer for my next computer. DaVinci Resolve will follow you there. Final Cut isn't going to do anything for you. And those years that you've been working, you will have paid way less I, I, yeah, for DaVinci Resolve. It, it was than you the reason I left, um, um, I can't even remember the name of the app, um, uh, PowerDirector. I was in love with Power Director. I even I paid the Power license Director. for Power Director. But Power Director messed up everybody on mobile and basically mm-hmm. said, "F, you know, forget about it. You paid for us, don't worry about it. We're going to start charging. And if you want to use our service, you can use it really badly or mm-hmm. start, you know, all of that." And at that point I was like dropped it. I said, "I'm not going to use your product. I'm not going to put any money into your into your into your ecosystem." And LumaFusion has obviously fixed that problem for us because it is functional. I was so I was jokingly yesterday as when I was when I was done posting the video and everything, I need to cut down the video because I like to produce different parts of it. Um, and I was editing all of that on LumaFusion on the Xperia 1 Mark V. So there was a lot of things that you could do and, and really use to push the benefits of your device. Mm-hmm. But subscription-based, although prof- beneficial for and, – and I get the process. You know, there it's a model. Premiere does it, I, and I used to be part of the original CCs, and now obviously yeah. Premiere is a yearly subscription. It's not monthly, and you know what well, you're getting when, into. When Adobe made that switch, though, I feel like we were all entranced with the promise of them making bigger strides. Absolutely, I'm gonna be on the. I'm paying for this subscription model because I know they're going to be giving me up to the minute support. We're going to be delivering all of these new features, and instead, it kind of just became a different way for them to beta test, hold steady with more iterative improvements and polish and then it never really lived up to the expectations that we had so then i tried the free version of davinci and like that blew me away i literally only paid to get gpu support for gpu render 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, since then, I've not I've not looked back. So I didn't want to completely Sorry, derail. Yeah, yeah like I know we just no, the did. whole conversation um, where IO was so Google IO. Yeah, Google IO. <laughs> back 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 to the fun part. Um, I will say so. Okay, IO this year has been a little bit. It was actually kind of going back to what 2019 version of IO was, and which was actually the last time I actually went. I didn't go to this one, but the, in, in IO 2019. Um, where they invited, uh, you know, uh, media and content creators mm-hmm. and so on. We were able to go in. We were able to actually be part of the show. Um, there, that that was the big event there. We saw some of our friends kind of joining in there and, and enjoying the show. Team Pixel, I think, was represented there as well. Um, this this year has been hardware centric a little bit, but also hardware. Some hardware was missing, which was also the mm-hmm. other surprise. Um, the word AI was said approximately a, a gazillion time, I think, if, if, if not mean. Res- the word responsibly and AI were said so often that you wanted to remember that Google will treat AI responsibly. And I think I got the message. Right. Good job on that one. Um, sure. No, no. Um, I think there was a lot of things to be talked about. Uh, AI was a big point. BART is going to get a lot more functionalities. A lot more content is going to be pushed in into AI processing, integration with their work uh, workplace. So for business, for their clients, there's a lot of things going on in the background. And I think that's what, you know, Google focused on that about again, an hour and 40 minutes of their show before they jumped into that 20 minute, I would call it like basically sprint through hardware um, where all of us were kind of waiting there. But we we finally saw obviously you know the pixel fold the not room well it was rumored but confirmed a couple of days before yeah um the the device the hardware the looks and of course the features um mm-hmm. we also saw the pixel 7a which we all again heard about so I'll go ahead and put that up here let's see if we can there get it you to go. focus yeah i so, like that color that is pretty clean i was supp- yeah so i was kind of surprised that my local best buy had this one um yeah but yeah no i as i was sitting through io and i was like wait a minute hold on i was ordering the because i put in my order on on google site and you know you get a free case and you get i think it was a, like a oh the pixel buds a series in there for free so there's it's actually a pretty decent hey, deal cool. if you get it from them yeah but i wasn't gonna get the uh the phone till today like today in the afternoon <laughs> it would have been shit. yeah too, and then, too long. Too long. I, I need, I need so, satisfaction today. So I, I decided to pull a page out of my buddy Juan Carlos uh, <laughs> book from a few years ago, specifically 2019, when the Pixel sure. 3a came out. Right. And I just Whee! drove my I, I drove my butt straight to Best Buy. And I'm like, I no, no, I take that back. Went on Best Buy side, ordered it, set it up to pick up. 45 minutes later, it was ready. I got in there, picked up the phone, yeah. walked out. So um, the... The announcement that we got there with the Pixel 7a, no surprise, as you said, G2, uh, Tensor G2, slightly different approach to the A series this year, uh, and you know it's we're going to see almost a Pixel 7. It's it's a minor difference in the camera sensor. It, it's a, and yeah, it's, it's pretty close. It's a well for me though. Like okay, so I've, I've had about 24 hours with the, um, and I, I will say that it's it's a little bit of it, it feels. I never played with the 7. I'll say, I'll be very honest. I, I had the 7 Pro and I still have the 7 Pro somewhere. If, oh, yeah. it's right there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, the the biggest thing I probably would say, uh, aesthetically, it looks very, very similar to the Pixel 6a. And the 6a is still available. So now Google has the 6a at 350, the 7 at 5, the, uh, what, uh, the 7, sorry, the 7a at 5, the 7 at 6, and then the 7 Pro 7 at 8, Pro. Uh, 799 yeah. or 899, depending on what you're getting. So they have a lineup of devices, but they're, mm-hmm. it's starting to get a little bit you know blurry between where do you go, what well, to get. I, I feel like we're not going to keep the 7 and 7 Pro when the 8 and 8 Pro come out. Oh, no, no, so absolutely. I think the 7A is we'll, we'll, we'll make more sense replacing as we get... the 7 
Yeah. And then we'll get an 8, which is probably going to be another $50 price hike. And then we'll get an 8 Pro, and I'm not sure if they'll be brave enough to raise the price on the 8 Pro. But now so, we'll have a quartet. Instead yeah. of a trio of devices, we'll have a quartet of, of phones at different price points. And well, and, and, and the 6A at some point, obviously, will will have to retire. They're not going to keep running the, uh, sure. the Tensor G1 because more than likely, I feel like I think what they're doing now is they're running just whatever stock they have left. They're not producing the G1. They're obviously going to focus on, fix on or focus on the G2 for now, and then of course the G3 when it comes yeah. out as we get closer. Which is the other thing we didn't hear anything about the eight and eight Pro, which I was expecting from last year. Like not even yeah. a teaser of a device design, nope. um, because they did again that twenty minute sprint, and they're like, "What can we do in the last twenty minutes?" Okay, focus on what we can do right now and things that can order. So go on the Pixel Fold. The tablet was finally. Mm-hmm showed you know we finally see it and it's not going to be available till if i'm not mistaken it's it's great that like literally minutes after the tablet i mean in the keynote minutes after the tablet was was sort of showcased at google io i got a comment on my OnePlus pad video (laughs) the pixel tablet demolishes this and it's basically the same price you're like are, are you writing headlines for BuzzFeed? You know they're axing their news department, right? You don't have to do all their work for free, man. Demolishes the one. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I know. Uh, like, I was pleasantly surprised. I would like to pat ourselves on the back, you and me here, buddy. Peace. Because yeah, yeah. how many other videos and live streams have you been sitting through where someone is out there in front of their camera saying things like, you know, I think Pixel's going to have like a good foldable. I think it'll be really worth it if they can come in like like $1,200 or $1,300 and undercut the Z Fold. And I would be in the chat saying, one, Google's not going to do that because hinges are stupid expensive. Two, you don't want them to do that because we don't want to devalue foldables before they really find their footing. And three, or, or it's just going to make yeah, yeah, it's just going to make all foldables look cheap. Android for when Apple comes out with a foldable at like twenty nine ninety nine, you know, like it, it's going to set up a narrative today yeah. that is going to uh, is going to pay off and enrich Apple later on. I, we Absolutely. were in the Discord talking about prices dropping rapidly on the Z Fold four. Oh my god! Right now, yeah, 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 no, exactly. Yeah, an iPhone 14 Pro is holding higher average. Va- I'm sorry, an iPhone 14 Pro Max is holding mm-hmm. higher average used prices than a Z Fold four. A Z Fold four in mint condition is going to sell for less than an iPhone 14 Pro Max, and this yeah. is all just the emotional perception of Apple versus Android. Because it has nothing to do with the meritocracy of the device or the, the, the technology that's built into it. I'm not mm-hmm. a Samsung fan, but that's dumb. That's dumb that Samsung's resale value has plummeted that hard well, on and, these and, products. And they stopped, they stopped doing the, that, uh, that, that, that fake inflation that they do every year with, yeah. with tradings. And I think <laughs> that was sure. the weird – yeah, no, no. The, they, they realized – I mean, well – the reality is, I mean, it's a, it's it's really in, unsustainable. You can't really keep for sure. inflating it every year and losing money yeah. on trade ends every year. But the, um, but but so it's the, the, it's the thing that we were trying to point out. We we were in yeah, our exactly. own live stream, and then we've also been in other videos saying like, it's not the the specific SOC or camera in the phone. As soon as you add a hinge. If you're really paying that phone off, and the company is making a profit on that, the hinge itself is engineered at almost a thousand dollars 
So whatever you pay above that is the tech of that phone. And of, it, it's yeah. the same trap that that the the, the LG Wing fell mm-hmm. into. It's only got a mid-ranger processor. That's dumb. I can get that processor in a $400 phone. And you're like, yeah, but it's not a dual display phone with crazy features and a swivel hinge and all of this advanced functionality, all of the extra software and development that has to go into that. Yep. Thankfully... Google has benefited from Microsoft and Samsung well, so, the, so that Android 13 can handle that better, it, but it, it's still not, yeah. oh, I just put this processor in there, and so the processor means it's only $400. That's what I'll pay for a Pixel foldable. $400. We've completely lost that because the rest of it, the same thing happened to the Moto Razr. It's mm-hmm. only got a 765 and they're going to charge me like $1,300 for this. A hinge... And making it somewhat lifestyle durable is a ridiculously expensive feature. It, but to it's also the support. We have phone. to keep in mind that, that you know when a company releases a foldable, they also need to release the support function for it. Yeah. Samsung's support. I mean, it, if the entire ever, ecosystem it, changes. Yeah, it's an ecosystem yeah. that comes with it. Google didn't talk about it, but Google literally just launched an ecosystem for their foldables because yeah. they need to support those devices at eighteen hundred bucks when something replacements. happens. Replacements. Yeah. And, and, and I will say this: there's a few decisions in the hardware that they decided to go with that actually I felt like were functional, that they were actually smartly trying to go into it and reducing the amount of things that could potentially go. I'd say probably, although some people don't like it, the bezel is actually functional on this. The device on the inside, the display, having the camera mm-hmm. not be a punch hole or a hidden camera uh, meant they actually were able to put better hardware. Nice. Giving you the ability of holding the device in a better configuration definitely works well. And honestly, my biggest thing, they won me at this. The fact that they went with this form factor... Yeah. Over, hold on, not that I, not that I don't have the over the portrait the, orientation of or, the, over the uh, portrait orientation of the Z Fold the Four, Z Fold. yeah, absolutely. Because I always do this, that. I always <laughs> twist the phone. Like it, it was never a situation where, <laughs> like, you know what? I actually like to use my phone this way because this is the right. No. So I'll be curious to see if 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 the tensor in this is gimped because of the form factor of the device. Because I, we know Samsung's. I like oh, the idea yes. of That's just so setting cute. up all of that stuff. It's so great. No, seriously, like everybody's f- comparing it to the N2, obviously the the N2 uh, yeah. fold here. To me, like Apple pe- set the way. I mean, honestly, actually, I take the back. Microsoft started it off, started off with the right yeah. thing with the Duo. And, I mean, it's and right if you look at there. the hinge, <laughs> it's right there. You if you right look at the hinges on the, on the fold, the hinge, the top and the bottom, looks so much like the actual hinges that we have on the Duo. Mm. So to me, it was like you could definitely see where they got it. Um, the the fact that they released it, the fact that it's it's going to be available in literally about a month and a half is something mm. that's exciting. We finally have competition in the U.S. It, it, and, yeah. I, and I say the word competition with a very... A lot of asterisks next to it. There's competition yeah. in the U.S. For there's competition, and then there's U.S. U.S. competition. competition. Yeah, because <laughs> because the reality, is, yeah. Anyway, so that that could be a whole other episode. Um, that you know, you are going to see it at carriers. That was the other thing that I was surprised about because I didn't think yeah. it was. I thought it was going to be just at Google, and it's going to be that's how they first. No, we got we got carriers who are going to actually put this device sure. in the same area in the same uh, in the same yeah. you know store, I guess. 
Um, the price is one thing, but that's again, we we know that there are going to be specials. Sure. There'll, there'll be other things that 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 comes later. This is MSRP, and, and I kind of hope they're not crazy to start. I mean, I, I feel I, I don't if think, Google gets no, no. gun shy and they start cutting prices or offering too many bundles or things. Again, it sets up the failure of Android foldables. Absolutely, and the psychology matters where. I, I they, they don't. They also can't upset Samsung, right? I, that that was the other thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. This a is where that uh, the, the mechanics demolishes the uh, Galaxy because then uh, Samsung's going to be like, "Well, we could make a Tizen phone, and I'm going to use Bing for my search engine instead of Google." So there, that, no, Samsung no, no, I, is. It doesn't matter how much you give them and how much you appease them; they will be the first to take their ball and go home. Absolutely. Samsung is so bitter about like being the Apple copycat brand from years past. You can't you can't appease them in any way shape. No, no, no. And and to 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 many levels I think what I would I I actually don't really think Google's main point with the Pixel Fold is to sell crazy like they they're not trying to make it as popular as their Pixel no, 7. It's just a Halo Pixel product to it's show. It's a Halo product. Where Absolutely. Tablets can go. Sure. And and I feel like the the way they're doing it, they're doing it in a very subtle way. And even if they will have pro, pro, you know promos and whatever, sure. but the biggest thing that I'm saying, the reason why I'm excited about it is the fact that is if somebody goes into the store now and well once they're available, one. they're going to see two form factors. They're going to see Samsung's approach to this, and they're going to see what Google does. And I hope that when they hold it in their hand, that they realize the benefit of where Google's coming in. That display mm-hmm. on the front is way more functional than what we get on Samsung because of the form factor. This is something I've ever since the original uh, and even with the Duo, but the Duo never had an external display. You flip the device all the way around. This is where, again, this is where Oppo has been doing it for me yeah. ever since they released the first. And so th- this this is coming back to, to the point I was making is it makes me concerned because Samsung components yeah. uh, are a little thermally challenged, and yes. it's not difficult running a Pixel 7 Pro a bit hotter. But now, yeah. we're not really getting better surface area on foldables. If anything, where the components are stacked can potentially be a detriment to that. Yeah. So we're seeing a tablet come out. So on my performance charts on patreon.com slash guy. I was very pleasantly surprised to see where the OnePlus pad was mm-hmm. hanging with the current Dimensity 9200 and 8 Gen 2 performance because you got a bigger battery and more surface area to handle the thermals on mm-hmm. a big slate of a tablet. I My hypothesis is that the Pixel tablet is going to outperform all of our phones, but I don't have a good guess on how the Pixel Foldable is going to compare to a Pixel 7 Pro. And that's some, some, some concerning idea when we're talking about $1,800. I, I mean, like, I've got a Pixel 7 Pro here. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, like, if you're trying to tell me about Antutu scores and Geekbench numbers. Right now, if you want the fastest video rendering platform, it's the Pixel 7 Pro. Even the fanciest... Qualcomm Snapdragon for Samsung chip version of the HN2 loses out <laughs> to, to the Pixel 7 Pro in terms of video rendering. Yeah. I know that is a very specific use case, but to me that is illustrative of proper software optimization, good support from the manufacturer, and really leveraging these different <clears throat> um, side technologies. It's not mm-hmm. just how fast is CPU make computer go fast. It's 
can you use your machine learning and AI hardware and your coprocessors and your ISP in novel ways to drive the display? It's why Vivos are so amazing at low light photography. You're chewing up image data in a really novel way. Mm -hmm. It's not CPU make go fast. It's the entire SOC as a whole can contribute to rendering a podcast, editing a video, working yeah. through large data sets or doing better file compression. I mean, again, if you care about document work, you would maybe care what phone is going to handle that CPU load better because that's actually an area where Tensor doesn't do very well. But if you're going to sit here and tell me like a beta version of LumaFusion for Android is running significantly faster at rendering 4K video than the well-optimized version of LumaFusion for an iPhone on an iPhone 14 Pro Max, well, you can miss me with a Geekbench score. Uh, that is not important to me at all. But at $1,800, I will care if my Pixel 7 Pro is outperforming my Pixel Foldable in that kind of heavy data use. And we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see at what, what they're their their approach to it and the reason why and i feel i feel i understand why your your concern is there um the battery on the pixel 7 the pixel uh, fold is smaller uh, smaller than what we get and it and rightfully so i we have to keep in mind obviously fold i mean it's all in the engineering challenges yeah it's in the engineering but... challenges there there are some limitations there's a reason why but, we haven't but even seen for many... the smaller battery it's the concern yeah. is are the components stacked in a way where you can leverage the increased surface area exactly. of the foldable and i'm not sure that that's a one to one on a tablet no. It yeah. immediately lets you use an SOC at a higher performance tier. Yeah. On a foldable, Absolutely. I don't know. This is such new territory for this um, style. Of I, I, of I will say I did not feel like here, even even when we're talking about the foldable here from, from Oppo, the way Oppo's approached to this. this. And we've seen this before with different versions of Oppo devices. You're able to actually go in under where, more settings. They kept the high performance setting. Hold on. Let me see. Can, nope. Then I mean, open this part. So high performance setting is still performed there. They still allow you to push the device to their 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 perceived limit or the full sense of the processing power on this. Samsung has gone away from that. Actually, Samsung started purposely throttling and yeah. only option you have for performance is auto mode on sure. Samsung devices. So I feel like if anything else, I feel like Google's probably going to follow that approach more so. Well, than... yeah, they've they've never offered a high performance. Tier uh, and I, and a I, Pixel has they... never been that kind of conversation, which is why it's also been so surprising that for this constant droning of but the Geekbench scores and tensors are not good enough. Mm -hmm. That's why it's been so surprising to watch Pixels slap around iPhones in LumaFusion. As yeah. a very specific use case in a world where every social media company is trying to copy TikTok with reels and shorts and small little snippets of video, it matters. I mean, it, it's funny. I came up with my one-minute 4K video rendering test when I was still at Pocket Now, and oh. it's never been more relevant than it is today. How quickly can you cut up and render a one-minute high-quality piece of video and get that uploaded to a social media site without having to turn to another computer or a laptop. And guess what? If you care about making your TikToks and Reels and Shorts, the Pixel is the fastest. Can you compromise for other features and go with a slower phone? Sure. sure. Then you yeah. can buy a more expensive iPhone. Great. Go have fun rendering your video slower. But if you care, <laughs> it is not about the Geekbench score. It's about no, absolutely. really the Geekbench getting the score work done. Has, has 
to a certain point, it, it's really more, I, for me at least, Geekbench is primarily a reference point. It is not a, it, it, I don't hold it to no, the no, no. word it's benchmark. Not even, it, it's not even that anymore because they still haven't really fixed this issue with Qualcomm on their uh, GPU yeah, issues. No, no. What Geekbench should be is a way for you to detect if your phone is running poorer over time. Yeah, it is not a good platform to compare the performance of different devices. Yes. It is very poor at predicting if your phone will perform better than another phone. But it is very good at saying, like, hey, when I got the phone, I got this kind of a Geekbench score. Then two software updates later, my score is down, like, 20%. Something must be up. Yep. But it's not even great at that anymore because Geekbench 6 doesn't store the results for you. I hate so you've got to screenshot all that. Absolutely. And I'm Every even less and now. less inclined to talk about Geekbench because they're taking away what is one of the core benefits of their app unless you want to paywall that, which is yeah. silly. It's yeah. silly to paywall sharing a kilobyte of information on your phone. It's on your phone, exactly. Like, it's stored on your phone, but to be able to access anything. it. Yeah, so they're forcing the screenshot. No, no. Um, so the, the the overall performance that we saw there, obviously, is the biggest thing that Sorry, I, I... I went off on that. No, 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 no. no. So the biggest thing that we saw there is that they released two devices yesterday, right? Or this week. Two devices with the G2, the 7A and the Pixel Fold. Mm -hmm. And I feel like from a horsepower processing, I'm hoping that the, obviously, you know, the more RAM configuration, because you get more RAM with the Fold, sure. I think 12 gigs of RAM, that then maybe will be more functional for you. Although I feel like with the Pixel launcher, and honestly, I'll be very frank, using it for a whole day, you wouldn't even know this is running less RAM than, than the 7 Pro. It yeah. is so smooth. The optimizations, everything is the, in there. The RAM gets us better multitasking performance. Absolutely. That's what we want RAM for, and that's why we want it on a tablet. Yeah. I think 8 gigabytes of RAM on a phone is largely fine unless you're a heavy split-screen user or if you've got something like Dex or Ready for you're yeah. using that kind of functionality. And none of that is here. No, no, you I know. You want to step up to more RAM. Absolutely. And I think that's this is where something like the Edge Plus 2023 would be a very compelling device to think about. But I think one thing that we want to look at, just from our overall I.O. announcement. Sure. The 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 AI functions are going to be so basically Google put forth in front of us that they are very much moving forward with better AI in, incorporating AI on mobile. They want to bring more AI functionalities built into Gmail uh, sheets and trying to bring in more AI functionality from making yeah. Bard integrate with all of those services. So it sounds like Bard is becoming more of a center of the AI interface. And I'm not going to deny the fact that I use Bard. I like using Bard over ChatGPT. Uh, just the interface is a little bit more intuitive for me, and I, I it's just easier. So someone asked Bard about some gadget guy, and apparently my name is John Biggs, and I have millions of subscribers, according John, to Bard. Nice meeting you, man. So I, I always thought everybody, was a... I, 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 I have to now reveal um, uh, J So you're full, JB, full not JC. No, wait. Um, oh, no, you're no, still, still JB. JCB. No, yeah, do you I mean, JCB? My, my, it's right there, right in the corner of my screen. Um, so apparently, uh, you know me. I don't uh, know all this read. time, I, I have been doing uh, Blanquito Brownface um, <laughs> because my name is really John Biggs. So, uh, it would be epic if your name was, was John was, Cena. It was nice to get the upgrade on my channel, right? No, 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 absolutely. You know, I, I want to see John 000. Cena back now, and then we can go from there. <laughs> Right, Cena with it. a C. Right, anybody, everybody so, with me on that one? I, I know that's silly, but it's like for all of these language learning models, I really need them to cite their sources. Where did you get <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Juan Bagnell no. is hosted John. by a man named John Biggs? 
I, I don't understand. John, so. you need to just stop it and just accept and move forward, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> AI said a thing, and AI I is one welcome our wrong. new AI overlord. Uh, absolutely. Welcome, Chad Lord. And uh, oh, I like TK's like, shut up. Don't question the board. <laughs> watch, watch our channel entirely. <laughs> just, again, just cut to black. Chad, <laughs> Chad, Chad, Chad comes the on the end here, of the Sopranos for our, <laughs> for our YouTube channels. <laughs> no, no, I um, Google sees all. I, but I think no, no, this is literally like ninety percent of what they try to do. Obviously, we've had some yeah. AI functions built in. Quick reply. We've had uh, obviously you know editing tools. They were trying to bring in more functional editing tools in there. And um, the, the few dis- demos that they did where they moved the kid with the balloons to this, I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, grandma is going to definitely enjoy all those pictures and grandpa and definitely going to enjoy mm. getting those centered images well exposed. Um, with that being said, I think the excitement on the hardware is definitely very nice. There's going to be a lot of content coming up around that, of course. The 7A is available. You're able to pick it up if you'd like to check it mm-hmm. out. The 6A is still available. Um, and, uh, I'm actually kind of a little bit still debating if I want to upgrade Omar from the five a at this point, cause I'm, it's still for me kind of a weird, like, I think the seven sixty five has been working perfectly for him. And I don't really feel like he needs the, the, the 64 megapixels that are in here that may provide sure. slightly better imaging processing, but you, we'll get you, into you wanna, that. You want to hear something kind of funny? Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my wife went from an LG G seven mm-hmm. to a pixel four, a five G. Yeah. Um, and, and again, for her, that was a lateral move because she she went from a Snapdragon 845 to a 765, saw no difference. And in fact, for her, the Pixel was a better performer than that of LG. Course. Yeah. Uh, she has no interest in a Pixel 6a. Mm-hmm. We're talking about hanging out to see if we get an Xperia 5 Mark V. She's looking at making the jump to Sony so that she can I... keep the headphone jack. Yes. And she literally said to me, w- without me prompting her, because she's not super techie in my family, you know, she's, she's fine to let me just run IT for the whole house. Um, but she said, like, no, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I want to spend money on that because other companies should see that I'm not giving them my business if they're going to get rid of the features that I like. And I went, okay, no. didn't push it. No, no. But I... we're, we're, we're looking to see if later on in the year there's an Xperia 5.5. That's true. And, yeah, the announcement only included the one and the ten, but yeah, because they did this to us last year. Two years ago, they teased the five at the launch of the one. Last year, I didn't think there was going to be a five because they they said nothing. Yeah, and I feel like now we're we're going to need to wait and see. But there probably will be an Xperia five. But I, I, I showed I would, her. Yeah, I showed her my older my Xperia five Mark one, and she was like, "Oh yeah, okay, this is a little taller, but this is this is a better form factor for me." I went, yes, it's a smaller phone. You're going to like that. So we might be uh, switching from a Pixel household to a a Sony household. I think it's a good move. And I I, I would be very excited to see what she thinks. And honestly, I I think I said that at the end of my video for the One Mark V. The One Mark V makes me really excited for the Five Mark V. Because mm-hmm. that small, more nimble, func- functional uh, presence, because it's smaller, sure. still carrying the 5,000 milliampere battery, because I'm assuming they're going to keep that from last year, that the gorgeous display, and of course, the ability of getting that main sensor in there. If they with the changed main... nothing on the Xperia 5, but just gave us the HN2 with the better sensor? thermal hardware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the, even if the they're just the same, uh, same sensors, you mean? It yeah, could yeah. be the exact same phone. 
and, and the Xperia 5 would be a monster. But we're going to save the Sony chat. I just want to pop in here really quick because I just got this yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of blowing me away. Um, and I feel like this is witchcraft. Um, this is sort of voodoo. I, I, uh, I feel like Yulanzi should probably be investigated by some sort of Vatican committee of... of are you, taking, are you of saying the laws of physics are, are, are being tested, my friend? That's, that's because I'm, I'm guessing... They seem I'm... to be, 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 be being pushed. And not okay. just the laws of physics, but the, like, the physics of an accessory that we often take for granted at the price that this company is selling this product for. So I don't yeah. have any long-term thoughts. I don't know. I can't speak to durability or how joints and components are going to wear over time, but I've been a, a, a recent convert. Um, a lot of my gear in the studio now has switched over to Ulanzi brackets and mounts and tripods and stuff. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I still have a lot of love and fondness for peak design. My yeah. peak design travel tripod is still, this is one of the best tripods I've ever used. But it was pricey. This was yeah. an expensive aluminum tripod. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not heavy. It's really not. But yeah. it's hilarious how making a jump over to a carbon fiber, similarly constructed, super small, portable travel tripod, like this feels heavier than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, all of this extra heft. It's like ounces heavier. Who could do that? Who would do that in their travel bag? Yeah. <gasps> no, I know. So then I moved over to the Yulanzi carbon fiber travel tripod, which is a very similar kind of really yeah. compact, small form factor. You know, just kind of um, uh, keep it all. Like this, this thing is great. This thing has really been rocking my socks. And it is. It is like 25 or almost 30% lighter than the, well, but the price Peak point design. Too. Yeah, it wasn't even Well, that. that's was... why I'm comparing it against the aluminum. The carbon yeah. fiber Peak design is a lot lighter, a lot but it's also significantly more expensive. The Peak design carbon fiber photo tripod is roughly the same price as what you can get the Peak design aluminum tripod, tripod. for. But Yulanzi yeah. uh, just sent this over. And going from their photo tripod, they now have a video tripod. And I don't know if my camera will focus oh, on this. There, there we, we go. Yeah, fluid head right there. Oh, nice. So fluid head with angle and tilt. So you not only do you have, like, this really smooth action moving mm -hmm. the head, and, like, you can, you know, angle and adjust, and it's got um, – it, it's pretty light. So – come on. get There we go. So, like, with about three pounds of weight, it'll also do that really smooth return action. But if your mm -hmm. camera gear is heavier than that, it'll, it'll get stuck. But it also still has the um, secondary. Uh, so it's not just lateral and up and down. You can also angle ball head style mm -hmm. nice. on this as well. So right now, I think this is selling for $250. Nice. It's lighter than their photo tripod. And so wait, is it still this, carbon fiber? It is carbon fiber. Isn't it? It's carbon fiber, yeah. Oh, so wow. it, they've managed to add a much more significant control apparatus at the head of the tripod and they still shaved weight over their ridiculously lightweight how how, how does it compare like if you put them next to each other it's it slightly it's taller or? one inch shorter the mm -hmm. photo tripod at the full extension of the center column is just a hair taller but we're talking like negligible differences when you're looking and then mm -hmm. They also did this, where in the center column, <laughs> you can remove it, and then set, they yeah. added they added a phone mount. So just like the Peak Design phone mount, it, it's here in the center column, which the photo tripod. So 
this has the more robust metal built ball uh ball and fluid head mm-hmm. and an integrated center column phone mount all at roughly the same price and it's lighter than the uh the Ulanzi photo you tripods. Are, yeah, you're right. $259 right there. Like crazy. 260 like... bucks. Ah, come I, on, John. I've you never know you seen like it. anything anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as uh, you know, don't call me Mr. Biggs. That's my father. <laughs> That's right. Um the I, I I have been very impressed. So I've basically converted all of my plates and mounts to and it, and it does come plates. with a, with uh, one plate with it as well. I think just so yeah. to mention if I, you haven't, I took it out because I use a different combo plate that can switch back and forth between Peak Design and uh, Ulanzi mounts. But mm-hmm. I I've I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> my um when I was at Pocket now, I had a I think it was a Bowers and Wilkins carbon fiber tripod that was so much bigger than this mm-hmm. and i had a separate manfrotto uh fluid head um for pan and tilt and i think that combo altogether was like 600 oh wow. and it was not portable no i mean I... you'd strap it to the outside of your camera bag but this this fits in like a little sling case that i mean I it's still just use crazy. oh yeah you, you recommend have, yeah, 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 yeah no 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 I love this. It is. I mean, it's a great don't get tripod. Me wrong. It's a gr- It's an amazing tripod. It is literally the. I, I call this my my, uh, my. If you have any new year, basically, you know, my 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 battle axe. No, it it's a great <laughs> tripod, but it is not. It starts becoming heavy on, especially when you're trying to cover a show floor, like MWC, IFA, those trips, everything. It it gets heavy. Because anything yeah. that you hold, even if it's a small, like those ounces that we were talking about and we're joking about, when you're carrying all of that for an extended amount of hours, it will, you will feel it. It weighs on you. Yeah. But from and a, it's from also a, just bulkier. It, so it, like well, but how so, you carry also, it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. I mean, and for me, when I travel, I take the, 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 the fluid head off and I just let it sit because it's also a little bit too tall to fit into carry on. It yeah. needs to be broken down. So I'd have to uh, use I'd have to always step up to kind of like a medium sized rolling suitcase and disassemble it. And so it's funny because like oh, dude, you would the see Ulanzi's me... 220 right now. I'm so sorry. Yes, go ahead. Oh no, I mean like I think full retail is two sixty, but they've been it doing is, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. They're running a promo on it right now, and I don't know what I just did, uh, but I think I hit buy for some reason. Anyways, oh, that's go weird. ahead. That's yeah, funny that that would have happened. <sighs> Mouse problems. What can I say? Oh man, see, it gets the best of us, dude. Every single well, time, I try to like, I'm just looking at specs, and then suddenly buy. I'm like, how did that happen? Well, I'll let them know that before I even <laughs> reviewed it, I at least <laughs> you already made a sale. <laughs> sale. You can clip this shot and straight up just say, yeah, it'll be here uh, Saturday, I, May 13. I think this is silly, and one yeah. of the reasons why I I really wanted to highlight this tripod in the conversation that we've been having about all these different phones. It seems silly to use a professional photography accessory like a really nice tripod with a yeah. phone. But our phone cameras have gotten so good. If you needed to do ultra lightweight and you were wanting to shoot, I mean, especially if you were wanting to shoot like interviews or uh, location journalism, um, like news documentary footage, it is so stupid fast. To yeah. drop sticks on these new portable tripods. The Peak Design rocked me because it was like 
from going to the Bowers and Wilkins where you're unscrewing every leg and you're pulling it out and you've got your head on, you've got this mount, you attach it to the camera and you set yeah. up your shot. And, and the peak design was like, flip three tabs, drop those sticks, open it out, clip on this mount, shoot. And it was so much faster. And then I started using them with phones and it got even faster still. And then I would edit the footage that I shot on the phone that I shot it from. And you're like, I have radically minimized how much I'm actually carrying and I'm not suffering a significantly lower quality of work than what I would have shot out in the field with like my mirrorless cameras on a, on a heavier tripod. Um, but now I don't have to make that recommendation with a $600 peak design because a $600 peak design to shoot from your phone seems a little sillier, but it, it's I'm, also I'm based nearing... on the time when it was released. I feel like it, it I think right now people, if, if they're doing their work and they're really looking at some mm-hmm. of the comparables in there, oh, sure. I think Yulanzi is definitely like, it should be one of those that you automatically start looking at and comparing to some of the features. Um, but it's again, for me, what Yulanzi's benefit from the last tripod that you, you were reviewing and the, the, you know, the photo one, this one is smaller, more nimble. I'm looking at it from the, just the sheer footprint of it. Well, the, the, the ball head is taller. So no, the photo well, then tripod. I'm talking about the yeah. yeah no no exactly. But when but, you take the photo head off and you put the just the the the, the mount that you have at the bottom. But they've of it? got a new foot design. Mm-hmm. So I, I can even kind of show this off here. This is awkward because I'm I've got such a silly live stream. Um, well, so if let me, let me I your, set up your the video, feet, your video bigger. Well, actually, I kind of need more height. But um, <laughs> so if you if you look at like if I kind of match the feet, you can see where that that fluid head adds some height, but. The feet design is actually just a little more compact because it does this kind of rotating telescoping action Mm -hmm. as opposed to having individual tabs for each section of the tripod foot. It is some very clever engineering Mm -hmm. to arrive at something that is so much more compact. But that is one of the considerations. Like If you're not doing a lot of movement in your video shots, then you might want to just go with the photo tripod because it'll save you the headache of trying to find just that extra height to pack. The, well, the, like the I said, head. for me, it, it, it's not even a solution. It's not an issue because what I do is I literally, I just unmount the top. Oh yeah. So, and you can do that here too. But for me, it's one of the things that I love about these kinds of tripods is mm-hmm. how much less setup there is. And oh, if I'm, no, no, absolutely. you I'm, know I'm what just, I mean? It's like, I'm more referring if, to it as like travel, not necessarily sure. like if I'm at the event, for sure, for if sure, I'm at the sure. event, the fluid head stays on, but yeah, no, like like this. So but you, yeah, you save way more space. I, There's that extra I, space area. I, I'm I'm just I'm just blown away. Like both of these are still ridiculous. So this is the Ulanzi, uh What is it? The F thirty eight zero. I forget exactly what the full. They had a few models of that. I remember last time when I was looking for it. Yeah, but I, I can't I can't say enough nice things. And the great thing has been, um, we've seen the adoption of a couple different compatible plates. Mm-hmm. So so my Peak Design tripod isn't obsolete in this setup anymore. Mm-hmm. I can now cross-connect between Ulanzi's plate system and Peak Design's plate system. And, and for buy-in, I've bought a lot of these little, like, I think they're $25. So these little $25 square plates that go... Um, oh, the mouse. Yeah, 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 the playphones. Exactly. And now I just have them permanently attached to a couple cell phone holders and a couple of my cameras. And it is. It's like clip, shoot, unclip, clip, 
shoot and it's that fast yeah i i've i'm so taken with these new portable systems because the entire process has been streamlined to a degree that i i wouldn't have imagined possible four years ago it's exciting it's exciting to see what yulanzi is doing and i'll i'll be honest uh last time when we talked about the yulanzi the, the photo tripod yeah I had a little bit of a hard time finding the right configuration from it. Wow, that is overexposed on my side. Um, but the the biggest thing I would probably would say is video is primarily what I do most. I don't really yeah. do a lot of photography with tripods. I have my Gorillapod for that when I need to go out and into like nature's and so on, and I need to set mm -hmm. something up. I find the Gorillapod works a little bit better because it mounts to everything I have. Typically in nature... Sure. Flat surfaces are not necessarily always available, but you'll find probably a tree or a, or something that you're able to can, you know mount that to it. So I use my Joby Gorillapod there, and I think that works great for me, especially when I go on like I'm reviewing those bikes and I'm, I need yeah. to be kind of going with a light kit. A Gorillapod works better for me because it fits and it mounts also on the bike. That's the other thing I can mount it on my bike. Um, so I, I just want to show the how video silly really, this is. Yeah. yeah so when I say like I've really taken to all of these Yulanzi mm -hmm. uh, mounts. So this is this is my gorilla pod. Yeah, it's got the little Joby Joby, um, yeah. Joby the uh, uh, ball fluid head yeah, ball yeah. mount. Same um, here. And then on top of that, so with the quick release plate on the Joby, I have attached a plate for <laughs> the Ulanzi. <laughs> and so then here's the little the little bottom plate, so that you can just go um, quick snap. Schnick. Oh, whoops! Got it. There we go. So you go just go schnick, and then it's got like a little locking mechanism. You've got your phone mounted. Then I can go pop, put it on my Peak Design, <laughs> come from Gorillapod to Peak Design to Ulanzi, all with this one little plate system. So I, I kind of went, yeah. I kind of went a little crazy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Replacing all these of are my these plates. are the things we're okay to go a little crazy on. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait, and hopefully um, I'll let you know tomorrow once I get mine because uh, literally, I, I that's one of the things I appreciate being able to. I mean, we don't have a B and H. It's not like I could just walk over to it. But even when I, I did go to B and H in New York last time, when you were talking to me about the other one, they didn't have Yulanzi in the store. They had the Peak Design, oh, but they didn't have yeah, Yulanzi yeah, yeah. in the store. And I feel like, okay, so I, I can find it on their site, but um, you know, because I wanted to kind of get that experience. Right? I was, I had some I time. Had it, yeah. I think around. I want to say it was around the OnePlus 11 launch. I was walking around New York and I was just taking pictures and like, yeah, let me just pop in. It was, you know, there was, uh, it was easier to get into BNH than it was at the end of the pandemic where there was a lot of more protocols and stuff like that because there's, you know, it's a big store. But long story is, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. I, I have a trip next week that'll be uh, going on um, again back to New York. Like, surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'll definitely get a chance to check it out and test it so, out with uh, the Sony. I, be, being able to uh, kind of throw down uh, a really nice tripod matters because we've got these uh, these fancy phones with really nice cameras on them. Fancy is the right word, my friend. It's fancy. I, is it is it time to? I don't know. Anyone in the chat chat? Is, do you want to talk about the Xperia One Mark Five? I've already Jermaine. seen some of the people sort of like her hurrying, like, I guess I can take my Xperia 1 Mark II review and just change all the names to Xperia 1 Mark V. Because it's basically the same phone. <laughs> I'm a tech oh reviewer. I, no, actually, I got a comment yesterday from somebody saying, this thing doesn't shoot 8K. This is garbage. I'm like, I got that. I got that comment, but I, I just linked him. I didn't even reply. I linked him the oh. video that I shot, 4K 120 versus 8K, because... Sure, 8K video is a little sharper, but man, I'm like, 
like when I'd you like slow to down, see the use cases of 8K24 over 4K oof. 120, my friend. Let's just have that conversation. I didn't I, want to even I answer, got, but I feel like uh, the footage of Lex like jumping around a playground, 4K resolution, slowed to one quarter real time. It's real good. It's just real nice. I, so. I I will say okay. So now that we're fully fully on into you yeah, know, let's do it. Xperia land. Um, Xperia. And, and I'll say this. Come on, Sony. The One Mark Five. Now, I, I will say I am using my Xperia One Mark Four case. This is not the Xperia One Mark Five case. Did yours fit? Mine didn't. It did. What? You bought okay, the original so case. Have... Which case did you buy? I bought the no, Sony case. No, 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 no. I have. Um, You're uh, using an aftermarket, uh, right? I have a something. Spigen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the Spigen I bought. I decided case? to go with the thirty-nine, forty-dollar. Oh. This is the. The Sony case that they released. Now, it, okay. I'll, I'll be honest; it doesn't fit all the way. It the the camera sensor on the side because yeah. they, yeah, you know how they always do it, shifted one millimeter to the left. Yeah, so it doesn't I mean, fit. putting in that larger sensor, I, I I'm forgiving Sony on this, where I yeah, yeah. have been critical but, of other companies. So but. the case has a little bit of a separation there, but. Because it clips on the tops and it doesn't cover the sides of the phone. Again, this is kind of like what happened with the 11. When we were playing with the 11, remember yeah. I was able to put the, the the 10 Pro's case on it. As long as you don't have the side button issue, it works perfectly fine. And for me, yeah. um, the shot that I posted yesterday uh, when I was editing the video, I was actually using it in portrait mode, sitting it on the tail like this. So, yeah, uh, the Sony, the okay, the Xperia One Mark Five is. Uh, I, I don't know how Sony's been able to... Yes. Oh, my God. Look at that beautiful before. Um, I have an appreciation to Sony's hardware that never settles, and I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you go back to the same thing, and you, you would feel like maybe by the third or fourth generation, you're like, you know what? Sony's not really doing much. Now, I pull out my Xperia 1 Mark II, and it's still like, oh, this is such a nice phone. And then I pull out my Xperia 1 Mark IV, and I go, oh, this is such a nice phone. And now I've been playing with the Xperia 1 no, Mark V. It's, it's, oh, like it's such a nice phone. It is. No, no, seriously. Like, it, the excitement that you, I just want you guys to obviously see. The excitement you see in the video from both of us is from a kid-in-a-candy-store approach to me, at least. The way I look at it, it's just how I feel like when I'm, when I'm playing with the Xperia 1 Mark V. And, and the reason behind that is... Every time something is done, the changes that are done, they're so specific, but I feel like they're talking to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like somebody sat there at the kind of like, how can we make TK excited I, next year? I, I need to give a or little bit of behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. Both TK and I, since the Xperia 1 Mark II, we've been in pre-briefs with Sony PR together, and we have been begging for them to improve a couple of the features on the phone. One specifically is focus peaking. Yeah. in the camera app they referenced us whining about focus peaking <laughs> in the pre-brief for the one mark five and literally said oh and this one will make uh juan and tk happy we're finally adding focus peaking <laughs> i was like i was like a muppet oh, ah, and they exactly. listened to me they exactly. listened to tk i i will say um like I said, it, it really felt like they were talking specific. Essentone is yeah. amazing. The the the, the addition of the great. new, um, and 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 just to be fair, my first video wasn't a review. That was by no means no. a review. I was trying to show as much as I could in as much. I mean, and it still was like a twenty minute video. Um, yeah. And and I'm I'm working on the video on the on the photography part of it, the video and photography side. I also am working on and the gaming side. So it's going to be a trio mm -hmm. of setup for me, at least with the pre production hardware. You got to keep in mind. 
I just don't feel right reviewing a piece of hardware that is in theory. It shouldn't be called still... a review. This yeah, is definitely it, it, a prototype. Is, yeah. Exactly. Um, so the, the, for me, those are the things like the, 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 the attention to the UI elements, the attention to the new uh, creative looks that we have in there, the S Cinetone for video, uh, all those little things. But the biggest thing that knocked my socks off, dude, seriously, is the fact that I was able to record, like I can seriously record an entire video review on the Xperia 5, uh, One Mark V video by just capturing it from my main. I connected it to my, um, uh, here, just to my switchboard that I have from all my cameras. Yeah. Right? The, uh, and, and just like my ATEM Mini is just feeding the source with the audio, the best audio, the best video, and all on the phone. And I can just edit it straight off and take it with me and go. It was, it was just amazing. It's like that excitement at the beginning of the video was really, really true. And the new sensor is actually really nice. I'm starting to see some good. of the benefits. Um, yeah. There was a few areas where I wanted to kind of keep pushing. So like I said, we've had it less than a week. Actually, for me, it's been, yeah, it still is less about than a week. No, it's just about yeah. a week. I got it on Thursday, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so all in all, they and then, of course, they lowered the price. They they, they realized that yep. we can try to do something. We, I want to, I, I want to, highlight this we've never seen a manufacturer cut the price this significantly and not gut all of the sort of features on the phone yeah when samsung cut the price from the s20 to the s21 we got a plastic back phone we lost memory card support oh we'd already lost the headphone jack uh we uh, we went down to a lower resolution display i mean like the phone got cheaper but it also got cheaper and here, the main difference, um, there are a bunch of little, tiny little accent things. Like it doesn't, I don't think it has a notification light, at least no settings that I can we, find. We for lost one. the notification we dropped, light. We, we dropped we one of the sensors light. on the back of the camera. So one of the... Well, the, the time of flight, yeah. The, the, the time ITOP. of flight sensor. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, and then we cut the storage, the starting storage from 512 to 256. And I genuinely can't care. No, no, on a phone I, that lets me pop in a memory card, I don't care that I lost 256 gig of built-in storage to save $200 on the launch price of the phone. So I, I'm feeling pretty good on Sony yeah. this year. I, and I, I feel like the if there was any area where they were able to do those those tailoring, I like to call it, whenever a company reduces something, a price, and they're trying to tailor the experience to fit, the features that matter are the ones that they kept. They didn't touch. They didn't yeah. focus. They improved the amp on the on the speakers that we have in here. Uh, they gave us obviously uh, the higher readout on a brand new sensor that they're coming out with, so we didn't lose the high readout. We still have now. Well, now we actually have uh, like legit 4K 60 across all the sensors, so you're no longer mm-hmm. limited by 4K 20, uh, 30 frames per second, and um, you're you're getting. All the features, all the bells and whistles, Music Pro, Cinema Pro, uh, Video Pro, as well as uh, the main camera. All of that stuff is really there. And I feel like this is, like I said, I, and I said in my video, I said, I'm not a Verizon user. not Nothing against Verizon, but a version of the phone that doesn't have millimeter wave is not an issue for me. I'm getting no. close to 1,000 megabits down with Verizon, sorry, with Sprint slash T-Mobile bands in my area. And I'm perfectly mm-hmm. happy. Um but it's the streaming content creation from this. It's the cre- capture of the content on your device. Um, the, the the display, the rear display kit that you're able to get, the vlogging kit that you're able to integrate. All of that is still is still All compatible. of that is still there. And All of everything, that. everything that we know of a, of a Sony has gotten some kind of improvement or tweak or refresh. 
Oh, this looks really dark on sharing my screen. It's actually not this dark on my computer monitor. <laughs> That's kind of weird. As I'm looking at like two different screens, and you're like, "No, this looks no, better on." Well, no, no, like the, video the way I, the I, I see myself. Yeah, it it's it depends yeah. on how the the the, the display. I'm doing and the like calibration that a you're video watching. of a recording of a phone playing a video, streaming it on a video streaming service, and it's so like four layers of compression. It doesn't look it doesn't look this dark anyway. No, no, um, yeah, yeah. So I I feel like Sony has maintained all of the things that I love about a Sony. Yeah. They've improved on everything that I've been concerned about for the consumer experience on a Sony. And we've not sacrificed or compromised anything for using a Sony. Mm-hmm. I, th- I've, I've, I don't know that I've been so tickled. I, I don't know that I've experienced this, this kind of year over year manufacturing. Every it's, single time in yeah. recent memory that we've gotten a new feature on a phone, it almost seems to have come at the expense of another legacy feature. That's usually, yeah. That's not here. And and the form factor didn't grow. The size is there. The battery is still there. We still have HS power control. I actually like the new game center, the game center that they have in oh, there. Man, so the update to that there. was was solid on the We're, One Mark Four, but now oh. we can really use it thanks yeah, yeah, to yeah. not having that crummy Samsung chip. Oh, no, so, no absolutely. The performance on this has been fantastic. I'm going to spoil. I'm going to, I'm putting out a one Mark Four versus one Mark Five video uh, this afternoon. I'm, I'm editing like crazy to try and get that finished. Uh, I just want to show this. This is going to look kind of kind of crummy here, but here here's the thermal warning where the the one Mark Four shut off its camera app, and that was at 16 minutes and 46 seconds, where I don't have a thermal warning at all on the One Mark V shooting 4K at 120 frames per second. And then I got to uh, 20 minutes. Oh, did I do the full? So I just stopped recording after 32 minutes of 4K video at 120 frames per second. And I still haven't gotten a thermal warning on the One Mark V. So... That will obviously change when you're really hitting the phone heavy for your 5G radio, if you're having to oh, use no, maximum yeah, yeah. screen brightness. Eventually, you're going to tank the thermals on this phone. Well, so but, that's the other thing. They improve uh, the, um, uh, what's it called, endurance mode in here. Yeah. Depending on the apps that you're using, you're, you remember, that was the biggest yeah. thing we got after the One Mark, 5, no, but, uh, One but, Mark 4 last year. But, but what I'm saying is we've got to keep performance in perspective. Mm-hmm. And the, the perspective that I like to share is if you're really focusing on using the camera, you should be looking at maybe switching over to airplane mode if you're wanting the best performance for longer stretches of video. And that's true for all phones. Yeah. The more you use Re- the bright the screen, the 5G yeah. radio, the, the SOC at its maximum, the cameras are fired up, you're creating so much heat, you want to take some of the load off of your phone. Mm-hmm. Doing nothing but using the camera so the phone is in airplane mode. The screen is set to a medium brightness. Mm-hmm. The thermal warning popped up at nine minutes of 4K 120 mm-hmm. on the One Mark IV. The clip shut off at 16 minutes of 4K 120. And the Xperia uh, One Mark V went for 32 minutes with no thermal warning. So again, that is just using the camera, airplane mode, medium brightness, and I don't believe that if you're out in 90-degree heat with your 5G radio oh, yeah, on no, and your exactly. screen at max brightness that you're going to get the same performance. But when we limit just to see what the impact of the camera is, 
That is the ridiculous performance improvement that we see from the one Mark IV using the, the crummy Samsung fabbed exactly. HN one, the HN one to yeah. the TSMC uh, fabbed HN two. That is ridiculous improvement year over year. Yeah. I've never seen again. I've never seen anything like that kind of performance improvement. It, it is absolutely one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people need to – I think this is one of the things I, I kind of reference even with the uh, the new Samsung device, even the S23 Ultra, is the fact that for previous generation Exynos users, the jump over to the HN2 by itself is just a massive improvement. And here, having it on Sony's devices and keeping – like I said, we were not losing – I mean, we, we have some – differences in you know storage maybe and you know at time of flight sensor or even led light and i do realize some people will will miss the led light i think that's the, one of the bigger i think if anything features that people usually look for they really tailored the experience and they've improved the performance so much by going with again tsmc is has been proven since the 8 plus gen 1 and we know that every device that uses it have benefited from it and sony is actually doing it really nice like you've seen right there in this example you use it as a viewfinder but now that little button on the bottom right to be able to record that feed straight onto your phone it's like yep. crazy good like that backup it's, it's not going to replace an atomos but no no i, I well but it, it, it could replace an Atomos. <laughs> I, I was going to say, keep in, look at it this way. If you if you leave and you're at, you're in the field and you want to be able to stream your content straight from your camera, this is the this is the unit to do it. If you want to be able to stream it, have a backup of your content and send it. Yeah, obviously the Atomos has has way more. There is way more functionality that you're able to do. But look at the sheer size difference between the two and the fact that you can seriously do some work with the xperia one mark V and get your work done absolutely win and it the file size is way smaller uh, it'll record i think if i'm not mistaken up to 4k the the 4k it 30 yeah. um but you need to make sure that your feed is uh 1080p at the bare minimum i tried connecting it in my zve1 it not even one at the e10 <laughs> didn't want to work it's like 720p i could see i could use it as a viewfinder that worked fine yeah, but it was streaming at 720, which I, I forgot about that one. That's right. The uh, the A7 uh, the A7 four does 1080p, but the A, uh, the ZVE10 did not. And I think the E1 maybe goes up to it now because with the larger sensor. But long story is the early early numbers are, that we're getting out of it, the performance, the the image quality of anything else yeah. has been seriously like they've, they've nice. checked off all yeah. And low really light, nice. low light for me, I, I can start seeing the benefit from low light that, that more of a dedicated, um, you're able to actually turn it on. Uh, look at that. The focus, the, the, the sheer ability of being able to focus exactly right in front of you. And um, the UI, I love the fact that now if I'm shooting, uh, you know, a TikTok or a reel, the UI adjusts even in, the st in all of the camera modes, in Video Pro, Cinema Pro, or even the basic camera. Because to me, it, it like, I'll, I'll say this here. So like... I'm using it here on, uh, so obviously no, the basic mode doesn't do it, but here, like this is the Xperia, this is the Pro-I, right? This, sorry, just to kind of point it. So the Pro-I never change the the aesthetics of the focus. Mm -hmm. You go over and you just switch it over and you jump into the, the experience here. So here, it starts off here, but look. What? Is that an on-screen shutter button? Oh my God. Yeah, what? I mean, and, and you're still able to, to kind of like, hey, let's say, 
snap a pic. Look at that. A perfect rear camera selfie because using your front-facing camera is the dumbest thing ever if you want to take a photo of yourself. And I I love the integration of the new looks. The new looks are actually kind of transitioned between video. I think poorly of people that take photos with their front-facing cameras. Those are only for video calls. Some people were asking me actually on Twitter. They're like, hey, what do you think? Do you think the Pro-I is is a better buy is still a better buy than most others because it, it, believe it or not the ridges the feel that you have on the Xperia 1 Mark 5 came from the Pro I that's that's yeah. that that grip on the side not the textured back but um so that's the video I'm working I'm actually I figured I I I, I figured it's a good comparison yeah. to go from Pro the, I the, the, to this. the Xperia 1 Mark again it's like so few people in our circle of techie enthusiast friends have that same experience with Sony where we can shortcut this. It's like we've always got to kind of spoon feed them the entire history of Sony in every video yeah, because yeah. they really only watch videos about Samsung and Apple. Um, but it, for those of us in our chat, for those of you in, in our chat who actually do pay attention to like right now, competition, yeah. um, this really does feel like the love child of a One Mark IV yeah. and a Pro I, but with all of the performance improvements of the TSMC chip. And, and it's really a lovely combination. It's better companion sensors. Um, you're neck and neck for the actual main sensor performance in terms of uh, field of view and depth of field. Mm-hmm. Um, but where we lose the variable aperture, we gain significantly better low light performance. So it, it is a trade, but it's a trade that I think a lot of people in this space are going to be happy to make for the overall performance improvements the 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 sensor in the pro i is still a champ but it wasn't built for a phone and now we've got a purpose-built bleeding edge light acquisition technology sensor from sony to achieve something that um we've never seen on an xperia before no no it and it it is a new technology it's like seriously like this is one of the first things they did here is they're trying they're bringing in that new technology and and literally like running it on their best device on the market this is the biggest thing we are going to see other companies really try to mimic some of this but sure. the the technology that we get in here we still have the high readout on it which is again a big focus we didn't jump back to you know like 60p or 60 frames per second just to get that good footage they right. focused on it 8k i feel like and this is where I, I didn't want to really harp too much on that comment that we got there, but I still don't think 8K is very usable in, in, in the medium that we have right no. now. I mean, we have devices that can shoot it, yeah. but shooting 8K but you, and complaining about the fact that it's choppy is not the right answer when you realize well, also, it's not meant for action. Th- this this is also moving. the other thing that yeah. obviously it's been my mission and I've been trying to encourage more people to do this, but how many times do you hang out with friends and they take all these photos and all these videos and then nothing ever comes from that because it's a pain to move photos and videos to another computer yeah. to, to share and finish that stuff off. And 8K still doesn't work in any of our mobile video editing apps, at least not consistently or not very well. And so 4K 120, the fact that it loads up in a LumaFusion timeline or in a PowerDirector timeline and you can time stretch it, you can edit it, you can clip it, you can cut it, you can retime it, drop mm-hmm. it down to 4K30 if you want to do that. It is so much more flexible that you really do get to use that stuff out in the field. I've got an image here up on the screen because Asa wanted to show. Yeah. Whenever we've heard other companies talk about improvements to things like autofocus performance, it's usually a nebulous spec to try and test. Like I tap on the screen and a big square shows up on someone's face and I guess that got better. I don't know. I mean, setting two phones side by side, it's really difficult to tell. Mm -hmm. 
Sony doesn't dump a lot of AI processing into their photo finishing. So you take a photo and the colors are going to look a little muted and the dynamic range isn't going to be as HDR poppy. It's, it's not going to be as ratcheted a social media photo. But every year, Sony makes claims about their autofocus performance. Yeah. And so here is a photo from the telephoto sensor at 125 millimeter equivalence. Oh, wow. okay. My daughter is climbing one of those staged platform things, but there's mm -hmm. a mesh. There's a mesh webbing around the whole thing so kids don't fall off the platforms and break their neck. And the Sony is able to see through the mesh, and you can see the focus peaking, where the phone is, is focusing naturally. No, no, I don't, yeah, it, I see it is the, giving I see the us color. our focus highlights. The, the, the mesh is not blue or the purple. Like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, so I just... use the blue color for my focus peaking. Yeah. The phone is still finding her eyeball from a distance of like... Almost two and a half stories, like how you look at buildings. She's almost mm -hmm. three stories up from having climbed all these platforms. And it's found her eyeball. <laughs> and it is focused, focused on her eyeball through a mesh net at, at uh, almost three stories in height. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to demonstrate that there is a profound practical difference in what Sony is trying to accomplish for things like sports action photography, high-speed video. Even pets. I, I, Even pets, if and, you have pets. And, and, it, and it does. You, you can actually see, you know, the eye-tracking autofocus. There's, like, a little toggle human down and, here. I'm just shooting yeah. in full auto, so I can't no, no, really right. mess with this. But the eye-tracking and the face-tracking is, is also applicable to pet-tracking as yeah, well. Yeah, for, for me, That's how smart um, the AI moving... Is. I mean, for, so I'll say this with humans, you're able to talk to them and say, hey, hey, I'm taking a picture. And kids typically will try to, hey, you know, they'll, they'll smile. They'll, they may stand there. But trying to do that with a with a cat or a dog, but obviously for me, it's cats because that's right. what I have um, is just crazy hard. And the fact that not only does it capture the eyes of the pet as they are moving, if their face turns around, it becomes a square. If their face comes back, boom, back on the eye has been crazy like that to me is the level of autofocusing or eye autofocus that we expect an alpha camera to do and this is literally some of the main technologies that we're appreciated we've in high high speed uh shooting content like if you're trying to capture images where you're trying to have like somebody jump in midair or trying to do more of an action scene yeah shooting in 120 is great but if you just want to do photography you can actually pretty much create a movie from a continuous high-speed readout like you're shooting yeah. 20 frames per second boom 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 boom, boom, boom right after another and you're going to get that content and i feel like it is a creator tool i, I will say this the reason why you're seeing me or you're, you're seeing us excited and, and geeking out here is because it speaks to what we love this is the tech that we when we're trying to use other devices like you know i, I see honor did it a little bit better in the uh, magic 5 pro where they're trying to do more of an ai approach to capturing content as they see motion they start doing a, uh, almost like a video and try to keep the subject in motion but then it sure. picks the images that it can do here you get all 20 to 40 images that you captured yeah. and you get to pick which one you want yeah so it works, no, I, and, it, and, it works really well it, it is and 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 it's it, it makes me so excited for, again, for the five for the, and then the one. The 10 did also get some updates in there, but obviously the 10 is considered to be a slightly different uh, device. I actually still yeah. have my 10 from last year, and I really feel bad because I didn't really give it that much love. Um, I picked up the 10 Mark IV last year from uh, from mm -hmm. Europe, and of course, because I wanted the white one. But um, and, and again, it would be nice if Sony could maybe find a strategy to deliver a, a mid-price solution here in the United States, but I, they already have a hard enough time even just marketing what little marketing they do for the one and the five. 
And, and um, I feel like the one and the five have been, have been working for them quite a bit. I think the yeah. the approach works well. I uh, Once I got the 10, I realized that the 10 may share the name, but the experience is very different. Oh, yeah. It truly is a very different phone. Um, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's still an Xperia, obviously, but it's it's more of the Xperia Compact Edition. I would probably say it's really more of that smaller footprint, but also more mid range and, and sure. trying to fit into within a budget. But um, gaming on this has been great for me, at least. I've yeah. been uh, been checking around. Temperatures have been in check. Uh, speakers have been really good. Audio has been really nice. Uh, watching content, as you can imagine, really, really good. It, they kept the good things from years. They didn't feel like there was a need to try to push the display more. Obviously, this is, for the most part, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the same display on the One Mark IV. They didn't really change much. Yeah, I don't the think same they brightness level. There. It's still yeah. brighter than the Mark III, which is what we've seen last year. Uh, but yeah, from a, from a brightness, a usability outdoors, this is definitely still benefiting from the Force display. Um, the speakers, as I said, have a new built-in, uh, the, the improved amp that we have in there. Great sounding he- uh, headphone jack. Mm-hmm. Audio in, audio out on the headphone jack. Audio in, audio out on the USB-C. Crazy functional options to be able to do things in this. And if you have the external kit, which I have it sitting right here, um, mm-hmm. leveraging the additional headphone jack <laughs> that you get on the side of this. Right. Sorry, it's on the other side. To be able to put in audio straight from it is really, really nice. And I, and I really love the magnetic configuration on this. Still one of my favorite features. Snap! Magnets, how do they work? (laughs) Surprise! But it is going to come down also on that endurance mode that we got last year, that it does translate here. And the endurance mode is what will allow you to push your device even further, like an an alpha camera, because it Mm -hmm. releases the thermal. Even if there was a thermal throttle that you do, let's say, hit, you want to be able to shoot 4K60 for an hour, over an hour. Endurance mode on a tripod mode allows the device to run hot, and it knows that it's not going to be handled by a person's hands. It just lets the thermals go, and it will basically mm-hmm. let you go as long as you can. Let's say that. As long as the battery has uh, power. See, this is, this is a major part of the video that I tried to accomplish. Like We've been having these conversations. Like I get it. Uh, the majority of using the phone as a phone to do your basic phone things, you don't want to sit there and fiddle with a bunch of performance settings. And so mm-hmm. what Samsung or what you like a OnePlus will do to manage their performance for you is totally appropriate. I use the phones the vast majority of my day in situations like that, and I get it. But when I want to do something, I want to use the full capacity of what the phone can do. Where I know it can handle a higher tier performance, I'm a grown-up. And I know that using max performance... I'm showing a video here of playing Titan Quest. Titan Quest is an older dungeon crawler. It's kind of like a Diablo 2 style game. Very much but th- this is this is staying above 95 frames per second in some pretty uh, wide open map areas, which has always been a struggle for Android phones in this game. And I can tell the Sony, run hot, keep the performance high, mm-hmm. and keep the screen rash- refresh as high as you can. Now... After about 15 minutes of gaming, I probably won't want to hold the phone because it is pretty toasty. <laughs> it's going to get but warm, it's yeah. doing it, and I know it's it's uh, it's running the phone warm. But I can also use HS power control, so I know it's not wrecking my battery for running the phone warm. Yeah. The, the, again, it's it's like we've got the content creator tools that we would expect from a really expensive content creation platform. We also have gaming features that rival the best gaming phones. Yeah. Um, and we've got all of the legacy features 
that we've loved on older phones, like memory card support and headphone uh, headphone support. <laughs> yeah, who, uh, who need those things, man? Come on, yeah, no, no, it, yeah. It's it's such a refreshing total package device that I I don't know. It, it's frustrating because like I think a lot of people that tend to review very shallow. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's just stock Android, and it's the same form factor as like the last two years. And, like, you can already feel some of those comments coming out, and you can already see some of that conversation kind of taking root because Sony doesn't put a lot of visibility into their own conversation, so that vacuum gets filled by people with channels where they're just confirming the bias of someone who already owns a, an iPhone. Yeah. Um, when it really comes down to using a phone at its upper limits and trying to displace other gadgets like cameras and computers... Um, there, this is why we get really excited about a new Sony. Um, I, I really liked my one Mark four, but we all had to acknowledge the issues with the eight gen one. Mm-hmm. The Mark five could have been the exact same phone, but with just an eight gen two. And I would have been really happy, um, that we got other improvements and other new capabilities and some even more fun software additions is, and, is and really I feel like the software the, stuff. I, I want I want to see some more improvements in that in that um, in that field as well. But I feel like they waited for the A Gen two and the better thermals to be able to start leveraging yeah. the the device on the software side because Sony's like you said it, they it's always been get the best image possible from the sensor side as opposed to trying to get yeah. the best image possible post processing side. Sure. We have a few new a few new creative modes if you want to be able to do some of the and and of course Essentone as well. They took some of the auto modes in here to try to help us also be a little bit more functional in that sense. Um, I feel like the ability of shooting content at, at, at with Essentone without having the need to color grade it after production, like take it straight from camera and start editing. Well, and it it's and the work. same color grading that you would have on a on a Sony Cinema I camera. Know, no, no, exactly. Right? No, no, exactly. That's what I, the, the 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 sheer horsepower that the HN2 has been able to open up for them, the capabilities has been really what gets, gets me excited. Like you said, if, if it wasn't even with a new sensor, just going with the Agent 2 and the software optimizations that they've been able to do, I'm, I'm very much sold on it. Uh, the extra few creative looks are good and they're functional. I still like to shoot essentially in, in standard or NT and then transfer it over into an editor and, con- and get my, my look to look exactly. Oh, you found the same flower. I really like that one. I yeah. couldn't find any more. The I, I I saw it one time during one of my uh, one of Omar's meets on the on the over the weekend. Oh, that's uh, oh my god! Look at that purple! Look at that purple! I've got oh, a better god. one. Hold on, let me get let me find. Yeah, those flowers are very one. yes. Those wild daisies. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Yes, 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 yes. No, no. Um, for me, it was a it was a tree. I was on in one of my rides in in the area. There was a tree that had some moss growing on it, and it was like some yellow moss kind of growing in on a bark. So the tree is kind of dying, but you get the moss growing in there. So that that nice, really kind of uh, artistic look, nature kind of just threw it in front of you, kind of thing. Um, oh, look at that sound wave kicking it. Hey, sound wave's like, hey, what is that, Juan? Or, I'm sorry, what is that, John? Is that a new? Yeah, well, hey, hey, uh, Mr. Biggs, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, what's up? What's up? What what, what, are the, what about them flowers? I, I really and oh hey, <laughs> you guys got the same bunnies. We got those all over yeah. the place. <laughs> they're, they're cute. Hunting boy? No, I'm not gonna say hunting bear. I mean bunny rabbits. But yeah, no. Um, there's a lot more content. Obviously, I, we're both working on. Uh, I'll, I'll be very frank. This is a you know a temporary loaner. I'm not keeping this device. I had some people reaching out. I was like, hey, can you gift me this phone or stuff like that? I'm like, <laughs> guys, come on. And you're like, no. This is no, like, I'm, I mean, this I'm is not new it. to Sony, right? We don't know. This is, 
this is a very I, very thankfully, both of us very thankful uh, to be able to play and, and try to test out this amazing hardware in the current state that it's in. Um, the turnaround this year, which was surprisingly fast, considering, I mean, obviously, it's not like tomorrow, it's still in July. But um, yeah, you pre-order, your pre-order started, on, I think, Wednesday or Thursday, and you're able to get it in less than two months. So I yeah. feel like we may be catching up to the rest of the world now. I don't know. Well, a little bit. And and also, I, I kind of feel like, I, I mean, I, I asked Point Blank about yeah. what, what some of the feedback has been between some of their other manufacturing partners. And the Sony PR rep was very diplomatic about their relationship with Qualcomm and, you know, the kind of business uh, relationship that they have with other suppliers of components and Samsung and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, we also needed to take a look at our own thermal performance. And so we made these changes in the One Mark V. But... You almost kind of wonder if some of these smaller smartphone manufacturers knew that they were in for a rough ride because of Samsung. Like, you get the phone, you've done all this testing. These phones are being made two years in advance of when we really get them. Absolutely. And you have to wonder, like, that whole time, are they are they sort of benchmarking and, and, and testing this stuff and then going, hey, this thing is going to – this thing's going to have some issues – but we need to put out a phone this year or it's going to look real bad that we don't put out a phone this year. I don't, I don't know. There there was some specific, yeah, there's some challenges, of course. Yeah. Every year. And, and they felt again, the conversation from the Sony PR side was a lot happier (laughs) this year than I felt it was last year. Because I'm sure they felt the, 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 the the limitation in their home market. I mean, at least for us with our PR in the U S and North American, um, oh, yeah. It's a tough sell every time you, you're talking to creators and so on, and and you're in like March, May, March, April, May timeline, and the phone comes out in like September. Yeah, right. I mean, it, that's a tough sale. So I feel like it, for one thing, if anything else, it, it improving the the functionality, the fact that you get a, a pair of buds as is still usual directly from them uh, for free, which is like a two hundred and fifty dollar pair of buds. Anyways, if you think about that fact on top of the fact that the phone's you know two hundred bucks cheaper at, at launch than what we had last year, it is such a better deal. Like in my mind, and I'll be very frank, where I was thinking like, should I go for a Pixel Fold? Drop eighteen hundred to almost like nineteen hundred and fifty dollars on the on a foldable, right now. Or should I just go for a Sony? I'd put down a down payment for a Sony, and I'm not trying to compare, saying that a foldable is not as good as a Sony. It, the the technology that comes between both of these devices right now, sure. I want to see the Pixel Fold prove itself. I was never a, and I'll be very frank, on the first generation of uh, the original uh, Galaxy Z Fold, or the originally back when it was just called the Fold. Um, I really wasn't sold on Sony uh, on Samsung's approach to it. Uh, battery life wasn't as good. The the functions weren't really running there. I feel like again, it's that beta test, right? This is the first iteration. If anybody can perfect the process, I feel like Google can. But if my money had to make a decision yeah. right now on the fact that pre-order now and both of these devices deliver at the same time, as a creator, I would go with what yeah. with what Sony's offering. Uh, Jermaine has a really important question to ask yeah. you in the chat. It's up on the screen right now, so. You know what, Jermaine? Absolutely. I can gift you any phone you want as long as it's under under 200. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, I appreciate that the people that obviously that, you know, I understand why you're asking for it. But the reality at the end of the day, you have to remember is a couple of things. A, if this phone was purchased by us, 
it's not something we're able to throw away because if it was, we wouldn't be, you know, obviously it's a, it's an asset for what we use. And if it's a loaner from a company, we're not going to damage our relationship with the company to be able to give away a phone that potentially could break a whole bunch of I, I don't think again, you need to explain that to anyone yeah, who listens no, I know. to our podcast is to us, watches it, our show. It is absolutely not <laughs> I think needed. Jermaine was joking. I, I'm going to have to talk to Jermaine. Piggybacking on one. what, what, what you, You're, what you mentioned. I know, in, I know, uh, I know. So anyway, but, um, um, no, so yeah. the, uh, we're, we're very excited. So I have to be Frank, um, because I'm You're not going to be John, John anymore. Oh, uh, oh, nailed it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so no, I, I have to be Frank in that. I, I was a big fan of the surface duo. I yeah. really liked dual display on the LGs. My personal bias over these last two years, having gone from duos to some of these other um, like camera focused phones, mm-hmm. I, I think a Pixel Foldable is cool, but increasingly the camera evolution on our phones has pushed my uh, content creation higher and higher. Mm-hmm. And it's also just been more enjoyable for you know, getting photos of my family. And I don't think I can walk back. You know, again, if I if I go hands on with a Pixel Fold, I'm not buying one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to use the 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 Gadget Lab budget on a Pixel Foldable um, because I'm I'm increasingly kind of leaning more into what kind of photos, what kind of video, what can I use to create content out in the field. So so again, this is the personal preference. Mm-hmm. But after having played with the Xiaomi 13 Ultra, the Vivo X90, you've been rocking that Oppo. We're both playing with the Sony. The idea of going to a folding tablet, but stepping back the camera quality is not the right decision for my personal needs right now. So I, I, I'm, I'm very anxious about Pixel 8 because I want to see if we'll, we'll, we'll get some sensor improvements on Pixel 8. Yeah. But so far, like the crazy showdown of the year right now for me is Xiaomi 13 ultra versus, uh, Xperia one Mark five. They are radically different philosophies. They Very. are significantly different technologies. Mm-hmm. And yet I think they're both occupying a seat at the table for using your phone to really push the limits of mobile photo and mobile video. Uh, it, it's, it's been remarkable. And, 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 that, and that's just me saying like, that's the high end staying near that top end we're going to have a pixel that's going to be a great spot in that conversation we've got a vivo that has an awesome spot in that conversation we've got an oppo that has an awesome spot in that conversation i feel with a little bit of tweaking to samsung software you've got the galaxy which is an awesome spot at that conversation like that 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 capability i think is getting overlooked because we keep letting people do just basic stupid point and shoot camera reviews and the second you go just one teeny layer deeper what you can do on these things is absolutely astounding so i I don't want to i don't want to yuck someone's yum if foldables are really your thing and that's what you're excited to do but the the position on my channel that's where i'm going to focus because that's where i'm having more fun no no absolutely i'm not having as much fun with the idea of foldables i'm having a lot of fun with the cameras and i will so my position is slightly slightly different than yours, and, I, and I'll follow it by saying is my focus on devices has been more and more leaning towards that secondary camera and more of that the camera with the phone around the camera. 
the 13 yeah. Ultra, the S, the Find X6 Pro, and the X90 Pro are baller devices. They have each their own individual used case, and I and I specifically will grab, I will gravitate to one over another depending on what I need to do. It's like grabbing a lens, grabbing a camera for what you want to do and shoot with. Um, what I the the reason why I'm not getting the fold the the Pixel Fold isn't necessarily that I'm not intrigued. I am intrigued in their approach. But it is. It also always comes back down to the to the budget, the the lab, the, or obviously my situation. I call it the studio. Um, you know, I I dropped over. So I did pick up the tablet and I did pick up the seven A. So between the two of those, I'm already eleven hundred dollars in. I couldn't justify going in with close to three thousand dollars worth of expenses yeah. at this point. Uh, you have to keep in mind when you're buying a lot of your devices, you have to really make a decision. That line of where do I put my money in? Where do I feel like this is going to make me the best? Um, ROI and, or... and and don't be like me where you think you're going to flip a phone and then you kind of fall in love with it and I... keep it for like 10 years. That's bad. Yeah. Don't be a collector. If you run a phone museum like I do, you've, you're doing it I, wrong. No, no, seriously. I'm having the hardest time. To... So, okay, I've, I've had the 13 Ultra for almost two weeks now, right? Literally yeah. by Sunday, it would be two weeks. I haven't put out a video on it yet, right? I'm, I'm, I, I've been hard. It's using it. It's yeah. yes, like it's crazy. So I have, I finally have. That's all what my happened content, to me with the 12s Ultra. I, yeah, I yeah. purposely went out of my way to like, I'm shooting a video, and I managed to get two. I'm shooting videos on the 13 Ultra because I went like almost a couple months, I think, between getting the 12s Ultra before I really reviewed it because it. The day I got the 12s Ultra, I was shooting an e-bike video. And the footage from that e-bike video came from the 12s Ultra. Yeah, so it, that's it, the same. Yeah, for me, the 12s, the 13 Ultra has been it was in other videos. The same day. Yeah, I remember. I got that yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I was like, I, I can't let that happen with the 13 Ultra because, like, uh, it, it's it's too big a chunk of my budget to it, just it, it, sit it on talking so, about. So it. for me, that's basically what's coming out this weekend. I'm actually I'm going to still shoot a lot of content on the uh, on the Sony. I'm taking it with me on my trip next week. So there's going to be a photography to, uh, video on this focus heavily on not just using it at home, traveling, in, uh, you know, editing content, a whole bunch of this. So I'm going to shoot for the gaming video to come out first and then jump into nice. the camera review maybe next week. But the 13 Ultra review is coming out this weekend. So at that I have the content nice. for. Um, but I needed time to to enjoy the phone. The, the, the 13 Ultra is not a phone you coincidentally get into. And you can't just jump into and say, nope. you know, we have multiple apertures in here. And then all it does, it gives you more light or less light. It's not the story. That's not exactly what this is going yeah. on. You have to really appreciate it. So, yeah, very much, I would say, blessed. And, and at some point or another, if I do get a chance <laughs> to, I will check out the, yeah. uh, the Pixel Fold. Um, right now... The biggest thing that I will say, and I want to leave this with this because I realize we're going a little bit over on this, is the Pixel Fold for me brings excitement for other foldables. And that's what excited me yeah. the most about it. I'm happy that Google's finally doing it. And this is the same thing that we had with um, when phablets were a thing, when the Note was first released. Yeah. Samsung released Split View, and they had it for two years before Google bought it in. But once Google brought it in as the basic core or the basically core experience of Android, that's when we started seeing the benefit everybody of it. Everybody yeah. else benefits. So what the Pixel Fold represents is a better experience for tablets or foldable devices specifically in the in the going future and specifically and, and for it's showing us what what like the bare minimum should look not Absolutely. i shouldn't say it like that it's not the bare minimum no but no, no you know it, what it, i mean it, it's it, like it, you it need shows your foldable the... to at least 
the core experience. Yeah, exactly. So when you pick up a and foldover from Honor, from Xiaomi, from from anybody else, insert XYZ, you know you're going to have that split screen functionality, drag and drop content from one side to the other. The smooth experience is going to be built into Android. And I think that's the biggest benefit there. The Google tablet brings in that UI improvements that they were we've been looking for for tablets. So hopefully that will also transition. And I think that's what I started seeing. That's why I said I don't think Google's trying to sell, you know, the the Pixel Fold like a hotcakes. We get excited yeah. about it, but the reality is it's that's you know again this is where a, a VS and Honor VS will benefit from this. Uh, and yeah. and even a device like this, once we start seeing more functional international models of it, it'll be part of that experience. And yeah, even Opal sure. can benefit. So. Yeah, I, I want to kind of leave it with that. That's the a lot of the things going on this week. This has been a very busy week for tech, um, yeah. from Google and other companies trying to jam pack around Google. I was like, see, I, I can't wait for it's next great. year Google I/O. Where yeah. if you, it would be funny if like you know Monday Tuesday there'll be two major announcements. Wednesday we Google in the morning, somebody else will be evening, and then it'll be like Thursday Friday major announcements. Like boo 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 boo. Like and nobody goes after you know like when actually that's not true. That's not true. Google does troll. I forgot what they did last year. They did make an announcement during uh, WWDC. I forgot what it was. There was something that they talked about, like new features or something. And Samsung trying to do the bespoke edition. But anyways. <laughs> right. It's like bespoke. Oh, bespoke. Uh, on that note, let's end this. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We have, been, we have been spoken for. No. Um, I do want to say thank you very much for everybody for hanging out with us. It has been a crazy week. Really, really a lot of fun. We tried to make this into a real person conversation this week, but we weren't able to. So hopefully we'll make we'll make some time. We're, we're going to do week. a face to face like uh, podcast soon. Yeah, it's been, stick the it's been some it time. Week. I miss I miss seeing you, man, like in person, you know, real, real life. Um, so hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Let us know, obviously, what do you guys think? Uh, show notes will give you, obviously, links to both my channels as well as Juan, the Some Gadget Guy, as well as the Patreon. Please make sure to check it out and subscribe if you'd love to check out early access to some of his content. Audio version of the podcast should be up within the next day or so. If you'd like to check it out, please, you know, replay crew. But other than that, make sure to catch Juan on Monday with the SGGQA. And we'll yep. see you again here next week for another Best of Our Week. I will be remote on that yeah. one, but we'll figure how we're going to do that. Okay, we'll get it, we'll get it done. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get it done. No, no, absolutely. So take care. Be safe. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you guys next week.